0: Wait a minute, I hear something! Dr. Goofy! Dr. Goofy! Goobery Gills! Dr. Goofy! Dr. to Yeah! Sometimes you just have to sit down and watch a good war movie. And sometimes... That war movie has the word mutant in the title. (laughs) Such as this one. We're talking about Mutant War. Right here on Dr. Movie. Mutant War. Yeah. Sounds cool, I guess. I don't know. It's one of those I put on my Tubi list because it's called Mutant War. I mean, come on. You guys know me. I'm Rick. I mean, this is... There's those things where I just say, shut up and take my money, right? Well, actually, I don't pay anything for these, but shut up and put it on my my playlist, right? It's Mutant War, y'all, from 1988, which is really surprising, because I wouldn't have thought this was 1988. Uh, It doesn't really look like it. Uh, It is a sci-fi action flick. Uh, It's definitely sci-fi, is it an action flick? If it is, it's it's uh, it's not really pushing any boundaries. Uh, <laughs> it did get a four point seven out of ten on the IMDb, so uh, it's I don't know. We'll talk about what I give it here in a little bit. So let's uh, let's talk about this. The synopsis says. In a post-apocalyptic landscape, a man tries to help a young girl rescue her sisters from a group of armed mutants that are being led by a human madman. Yeah, that pretty much nails it. Uh, So, uh... Let's, uh... I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I'm trying not to, uh give too many things away. I'm only two minutes into the show and I'm already going, yep, that's a wrap. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about our, our cast here, if I can get it to, to open up. Come on, you. Uh, well, while we're waiting on it, there's not a lot to talk about here. Uh, our hero of the movie is played by Matt Mittler. This guy was in The Mutilator and a couple other low-budget things. Uh, he plays Harry Trent. She grabbed him by as Harry Trent. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like he's got this uh, kind of Ash Williams slash Bruce Campbell kind of feel about him. Especially when he gets cocky, right? So this guy's kind of that cocky anti-hero guy. Um, but we got Cameron Mitchell in this. And you know as well as I do... Cameron Mitchell will you know do any movie for very little money. <laughs> He's been in a ton of them right so which I have to admit is kind of another reason for me to go, yeah, all right, I'll check this out <laughs> uh I can't remember who's the director uh, oh yeah. It's Rowdy Brett Piper. That's right. Brett Piper. Which, he's only done a handful of things, and I think they're all his own creation. So he writes the movies, he directs the movies. And I tell you, the one thing I walk away with this movie is it's got stop motion in it. Very, you know, Sinbad type of stop motion in it. And I'm going to say, the actual stop motion itself is really, really good. It's probably the strongest thing in the movie. Uh, there, there's some choices here you might could have done better where when you do close-ups of the creatures or whatever, if you would have used, you know, more of a, you know, a puppet or whatever to get a little more range of motion facially or whatever. Uh, so, like I said, the stop motion I think is really, really good, but The monsters are not great. Um, They look like... I was thinking about this earlier. They look like Hanna-Barbera monsters. And when I mean that, I mean... mean, These monsters are like they would be the bad guys on an episode of the Herculoids. Or maybe even Thundar the Barbarian. You know? They just have that kind of look about them. not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying for a movie in 1988 your monsters shouldn't look like you know cartoon characters but you know it is what it is i'm still impressed with how smooth the uh, the stop motion is so again uh, i was really impressed i was like hey all right this has got some uh, some some teeth to it <laughs> so yeah let's talk about this we got we got uh, harry trent driving around in a thunderbird with no top on it it's and it's one of those late 70s, early 80s, uh, Thunderbirds, where the, the car is, like, a mile long, it's got the flip-up headlights, and, uh, you know, but it's, it's supposed to be trashed out, right, because it's post-apocalyptic, apparently he was involved with this team that there was a, a group of mutant aliens that came to the planet, and in order to stop them, they ended up using something that caused a, like, nuclear reaction, and it pretty much devastated the entire planet so it's supposed to be like a post-apocalyptic flick, but everywhere they go just looks like an abandoned warehouse there's not enough destruction and I'm telling you, this is this is shoestring budget movie making, this is you know, like I talk about the first Evil Dead movie, it is taking your friends out in the middle of nowhere and just shooting a movie and running away when the cops show up (laughs) That's kind of what this is and well uh, the acting's just kind of middle of the road but you know I kind of like the the hairy character um, but yeah so he uh, he sees this young girl running away from this mutant right because you got to have those and and they're they're nothing really to talk about either they just have a different kind of face on them right they kind of have the elephant man kind of face. But they're wearing, you know, big heavy clothes and a shroud over their head. So all you see is their face, right? It's chasing this teenage girl. He saves the girl. And i tell you another thing I like about this movie. It does not take itself seriously one bit. It It is... They are having fun with this movie. Because there's a lot of puns that are pretty, pretty much just thumbing their nose at this whole genre. But in a light-hearted way, right? You can tell that The director loves these kind of movies, but he also knows the weaknesses of them, too. So he's he's kind of playing on that, and and I like that. I think it works for this. Uh, I think it's what makes it kind of stand out. Oh, I forgot to mention, it's supposedly a sequel to a movie called Galaxy Destroyer, which I have not watched, but I will watch now. Uh, I don't know what I expect out of it, but... So if you're out there yelling, hey, this is a sequel to a movie, well, I I know that. I wrote it down. But I haven't seen the first one because this is the only one that was on Tubi. But I have found Galaxy Destroyer and will be watching it. Um, But yeah, saves the girl and starts being her caretaker. And she is trying to get her sister saved from Cameron Mitchell, right? His name's Rex, whatever it is. And, uh, he's, uh, it's Cameron Mitchell, folks. I mean, <laughs> he, he put a Darth Vader type helmet on his head, but no mask. And it's just Cameron Mitchell with a, with a helmet on yelling at people, yelling at mutants, right? And the whole thing is they're, the, the mutants, he's got them capturing young, fertile women for breeding, right? Because he wants to breed his own version of these mutants. And have them all under his control and take over the world. But the thing is, is there's not much to take over. I mean, you could literally just walk outside and just say, this area is mine, and it, that'd be about it. So, I don't know. It, it's a big excuse just to have a bad guy, but there's really nothing to really take over because there's there's not many people. And uh, so he saves the girl, like I said, and they go back to try to save the sisters, and they see this other girl that's being taken in, right? And they end up saving her and she ends up, uh, they end up breaking her out, taking her away, so they're like, we got this one girl, let's not worry about your sisters now. I don't know, I mean, it's just a weird decision here. But, uh, and she's kind of a nice looking chick, and they take her out and they get the handcuffs off of her, and then all of a sudden they get ambushed by these guys. And after they whip pretty Much everybody, and then they the, the, the girl that they rescued goes, Wait a minute, stop beating them up. You know, they they rescued me, right? So it's a bunch of people that she's involved with. They got a little camp. Well, the little girl is now telling the story of what's going on, and now this girl has been there, so she knows as well. So they're trying to think of a way to you know take care of this. So, um, for some reason. Harry and the, the girl that was rescued get into Thunderbird and take off. And, uh, I don't know if they're trying to find recruits to help go, you know, fight Cameron Mitchell and his mutant force or what. But it don't really matter. Uh, they end up getting ambushed by another group. And they leave the girl back at the camp. And it's just the the girl that escaped and, and Harry. And they get ambushed by a bunch of punk rocker looking dudes that apparently found a case of black theater makeup because they're drawing their own eyebrows on, they're drawing, one of them's got the Batman emblem on his face <laughs> it's just it's just weird uh, not that I don't think it's cool, but it's just like why, why did you pick the Batman emblem, just just wondering, right uh, which, ironically and I've always kind of thought this, but Gene Simmons's makeup is very similar to the Batman emblem. Just saying. Um, so, they get caught by these punkers, and they're thinking that, you know, and, uh, I don't know, they're captured the people, and they're thinking there's more ammunition, something like that, anything they can get from these people, right? And they're like, no, we're trying to go back and fight Rex, you know, this mutant guy. And they're like, are you insane? You can't go in there. You don't have any weapons. He's like, "Oh, we got a couple of weapons. So out of nowhere, this punk group has this truth serum that they put in a drink, and they give it to to Harry and make him drink it, so he tells the truth. Well, guess what? He's been telling the truth the whole time. Next thing you know, he wakes up, and they're outside of Rex's place. So it's just a good way to transition, right? Oh, forget to mention that we get this flash of there's a spaceship that's flying between planets towards, I'm guessing this is Earth. Uh, just in, you know, the first ten minutes of the movie, no real explanation, but the voiceover even says, oh yeah, and this is a spaceship and we'll get back to this later. So again, I like how they're kind of playing off the genre of everything here. Um, so when they when they get to the spot in front of Rex's place, Harry and the girl decide, what, what happens then, they find out that well, they don't find out. They find out when they get in there, but the the group that they left the, the little girl with got ambushed by some mutants, and they kidnapped the little girl, and now she's back in captivity where her sisters are, and uh, Rex is wanting to use her to breed her to the, the ultimate mutant, I guess. They got him in a glass case. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's not very, you know efficient if you just got him stored away in a, in a glass case but long story short Harry and and the girl decide to break in and the other ones are like look we don't have any weapons we can't help you we're just going to stay out here. Actually and I'm wrong Harry goes in by himself and uh, he tries to sneak through and he ends up getting caught by Cameron Mitchell and it's the weirdest job interview I've ever seen but after he catches him he's like look you you defeated my, my my mutants. You snuck in here. You got past them because they're not very bright. I need somebody with some brains, and he offers him a job. Of course, he says he's not interested. And then he he says, "Well, before I kill you, I'm going to take you on a tour." <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyways, while they're touring the facility of the mutant Acme Company. Uh, he sees the, the little girl that he saved with her crimped hair over there in the corner. And like I said, they got her chained up for this ultimate mutant to have his way with her. Well, and of course, you can imagine dude jumps into action and saves the girl and all that kind of good stuff. And then while that's going on outside, a spaceship lands on the ground right where the punkers are. And this guy coming out, who's <laughs> pretty dang hilarious. Obviously, he's a arms dealer from outer space. How convenient, right? and uh, he's trying to talk to people but he talks through a speaker and the speaker's messed up so he keeps slapping it so it would work Uh, you know I thought it was pretty funny it it just kind of works for this thing and uh, so guess what they end up getting a bunch of arms and they decide to ambush Rex's place wipe out all the mutants and they end up killing Cameron Mitchell and Harry gets out with the girl and they all go back and he uh, gets the sisters out and saves everybody there and they take them back to the original camp that got ambushed a long time ago and let them all live there and then Harry drives off into Thunderbird and that's kind of it. So, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, you do have occasional stop-motion monsters in this that just kind of come out of nowhere for no reason. Why is there huge Hanna-Barbera monsters? Because we've kind of nuked the planet. But, you know... There's there's things still in place like obviously they just went to a location and shot it It's like hey don't worry about all these pallets. People won't, <laughs> people won't recognize pallets as something from our time. They're from the post-apocalyptic future. So, you know, just overlooks of, you know, just trying to find a place to shoot this stuff. That's the that's the real weakness of this film as you can tell the locations were just, you know, a local town that had a few rundown buildings, and they shot stuff in. But other than that, I tell you, I, I, there's a part of me that's kind of impressed. There's a part of me that's kind of let down. There's a part that's like, yeah, it was okay, you know. With that being said, I'm still just going to give this a two out of five, you know. Probably won't watch it again, but I am going to watch the prequel or the the original movie that this is a sequel to, just to say that I did. Alright folks, that's it for this episode. You can check this movie out on Tubi. You can check me out on YouTube. You can check me out on everywhere you listen to podcasts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things, right? Alright, people, we will see you on the flip. Dr.